0: to today's show. Today is the 9th of December. It is Relationship Wednesday and boy do we have a topic for today. Speaking of things that revolve around the egocentrism, how could somebody say that, do that, want that, be that and we're so shocked when we realize like we've kind of been playing along, not knowing we were playing along but feeling like we were investing in a relationship, yet that relationship had nothing to do with investment and had to do everything with acquisition of some kind. And everything that I have read, and I've I read a lot about this, but if you were to talk to a narcissistic person, and these are things in their own words, never ever mistake anything that they do to ultimately be for you. Never mistake that anything they would ultimately do be for you. For them, there has to be something that makes them look good. Because when Somebody's security and self-esteem is shattered to the point that they can't figure out why they're doing what they're doing, but they're seeing the results of it play out in the world, especially as they get older. And their tools don't work as well because they don't look as good. So they fight to keep their looks, whatever they think looks good. Because that was their net, their tool. They will always dress nice, drive nice, live nice. Because all of that to them looks like I'm working in the right direction. But really what every single narcissistic mind wants is to have their own way. they are rule orientated and they are controlling they are not flexible only partners that they can live with over time is to live with someone who goes with the flow and they don't call you out or make a big deal over ev- anything or everything because what they do is the, the partner learns, oh, this makes them mad, this doesn't. And once they train you, it's like a dog show. You know, okay, this is what I need from you. You need to prop me up right now. It's extremely interesting that when we're in there, And we don't understand what's going on. And we just don't get what's going on. We really wonder how anyone could be like that or think like that. Before we ever get to words, before we ever get to they're doing this or they're doing that. Are they aware that they're hurting you? Mm, Some learn. To be self-aware in time and learn to notice when they're hurting you, yes. But that doesn't guarantee that they'll care. Narcissists are primed to be abusive because they are so hypersensitive and they just don't have empathy. So whatever you do to them is huge. Because they are a victim in their mind. But they can do a hundred times more to you. And you don't have a right. You don't have a right to point it out. There was a narcissist I dated. Who I, you know, I have a soft spot for narcissists. I don't know what it is. I love them. The saddest part about that is is that they can never feel it. And maybe that's why I love them a lot. Maybe because I think that if I show them enough love, and not on purpose, I can't help who I am, but it's me deciding to give my time there, that somehow it might break this wall that they live behind. Because in my mind and in my heart, I want love to win. But the only way that they think they care about me is when I'm gone, not when I'm there. And Christ said, they will learn more from you in your absence than they will in your presence. When you are with them, they ultimately don't respect you. Because they know deep inside that they have a deep insecurity. They may not be aware of how to get to it or what it is, but they know something is there. I mean, we're not that unaware. But they also know that they have the power to cover it up and to them that is successful. But because you are there, they don't think you're very smart. Who would take this from anyone? I would never let anyone treat me like that. I can't believe they're accepting this and they tell me they love me. What do they love? They don't even know me. And you're thinking the more loyal you are, the better they'll be. But the more loyal you are, the worse they become. Because they don't respect you for choosing them, ironically. And you're fighting to show them that you do. And that's the energy exchange over and over and over again. It goes deeper and deeper. Like Christ said, we know the things, they just go deeper and deeper as we go. But no matter what happens to you, even if you broke your leg, it won't be about you breaking your leg. It'll be about how they reacted. And how whatever you were going to do that day got pushed aside because you broke your leg. You get cast aside no matter what you do, no matter what you accomplish. If you accomplish anything, it'll be because of how they held you up. What they did to get you there. Because God forbid you did that one on your own, whatever it was. So you ask yourself. Why do they even bother in a relationship? Why would you bother? Why does a narcissist want a relationship if once they get in it, all the shenanigans begin? In a different way than when you're just sprinkling out meeting people and shaking hands or whatever you're doing. Because don't forget, when they did those dating, um, all I think of is those revolving people sit on a table. I guess all the women sit and the men move around and you get like five minutes with each person. The people first chosen were the narcissists. Can love bomb like nobody else. Somebody who doesn't have narcissistic traits or that disorder doesn't need to do that. They just kind of really want to tell you who they are because they don't want you or them to waste their time if you guys are so different that you don't feel or there is no chemistry. But for a narcissist, they don't care if there's chemistry. What they really want is someone who's so nice that they will in essence, ultimately work for them, be one of their appendages, because that's how they look at a relationship. They don't look at it as you and them, and and you guys are doing great. They look at it as, wow, this person is one more person working for me. (laughs) I am an appendage now. You've just become their arm. And they come in, and they just plug you into their body, and there you go. And at first, Because they appreciate what you do, the love bombing stage, you do more and more and more until they feel they've gotten what they need from you, and then they begin to discard you and devalue you. Well, you always do that. Well, this is what you want, but this is what I want, and it's better because. But why do they want to be in a relationship again? Because. Narcissists offer what they need. They need your positive attention and they need sexual satisfaction so that they feel they're doing what everybody else is doing in their mind to support their ego and their self-esteem. So if you want to just knock it down to bare bones, The narcissistic brain works for the ego, and the non-narcissistic brain works for love. Just that in mind, that the narcissist brain works for ego. That's where their paycheck is. Oh, you did a great job. You're better than everybody else here. And because you are, you can act like it. And then they do, and everyone's like, what's up with them? But if you understand the narcissistic brain, it it only makes sense. Because ego lacks empathy. Ego doesn't care if you're hurt. It just falsely props your soul up, making you think you're getting or got what you want, when really everyone can see that, except for you sometimes even you can see it. But I asked the narcissist once, if you went to a party and somebody was really arrogant, because you just told me you're arrogant, I'm very arrogant. Two different narcissist men said that to me with such pride that the second time I heard it, I said, if you were in a room and they told you that person is very arrogant, would they be someone you want to know? And they said, no. And I said, well, did you ever think that that's how someone may view you? They never thought about it. He never thought about it. Both own their own businesses, both in their middle 50s, both revolving door relationships. But what do they want from a relationship is they seek someone who is exceptionally beautiful, talented, influential, or admires them. Because all of it, the more special the prize, the bigger the boost to their self-esteem that is held up by insecurity. Can you have a successful relationship? Because here's somebody who only wants you for your beauty, your talent, your influence, or just even the simple fact that you admire them. You talk well about them. You prop them up to others. And the more special that is or looks, the more desirable it is to propping up their self-esteem. Think, think, think about all the places we have been, all the things we have seen in our world because we're witnessing it every day. We just are either close to it, far away from it, or I'm an observer of it with someone else. But can a narcissist have a successful relationship? No, well, they can It is possible to have a relationship with a narcissist, but it will be emotionally and psychologically exhausting. Narcissists drain all the life and spirit from their partner. They use them as an emotional and sometimes a literal punching bag. You have to listen to them talk all day long. And the conversations are circular. Everyone they love today, they will eventually be tearing down. And you get sucked into their world and you barely have a minute to think for yourself. Interesting part about it is they say, And they will be the first ones to say it, so when you meet them, it blindsides you. They hate drama, the irony of it all, because they speak in opposites. And they say, I hate drama. I don't get involved with blah, blah, blah. I had a narcissistic man. And I dated him. This one I dated. And we were just sitting talking and I can't remember what his kids did. And he looked at me and said, I hate my kids. And the look on his face looked like an angry child, not like this grown man. And all I thought was, his kids know that, and it broke my heart. My second thought was if he hates his kids, he hates me too, ultimately, because he hates himself. And I'll tell you, his kids aren't a problem. And they aren't his problem, but they themselves are good kids. I loved his kids. I still do. And every single year, for many years now, there's a new picture of him with a new person in his life every year. Every year. And his whole system works like, I will wait a year before I announce this person. And the person is waiting to be announced because that means you've made it. You have earned the right to be next to him and to be shown off and presented. Because it supports the ego and the self-esteem of that soul. You can't even begin to take this personally. There are, you know, those things where you say plug-ins, they just need someone to plug in. If you break up with them, they will pursue you to prove they can get you back, and then they will punish you for leaving It never gets better than the initial meeting that you will ever have with a narcissistic person. It never gets better. And I can say that without even wincing using the word never. It's super hard. The one weakness that narcissists have and why they don't like breakups and why they like reconciliations and why they re-audition and why, why, why is because their weakness is their extreme hatred of being embarrassed. And it makes sense when our insecurities are so high that we built a life around looking secure, around emulating people we think figured it out. We really do think it's the red sports car at 45. We really do think it's the beautiful woman or man at our side. We really do think if we dress a certain way that we are a certain person. Whatever it is we think it should be or is, We really think it, but there is nothing worse for them than having anyone point out even the slightest fault in them. So what do they do? They immediately, if you embarrass them, it's an all-on war. And it would now open the door <laughs> for them discounting you before you can open your mouth again, and you may have just made a realization like, "Hey, you know what you that's not true, but they don't care if you said it just between them, but let's say you work with someone who is, and they stole someone's idea and you brought it to light, and you had proof because proof is their. Um, what is that? Their daylight, like a like, um, you know, uh, what is that? Vampire. When they see the light, they they swivel. That's what happens when they are proven wrong through the truth, and they cannot wiggle around it. They will completely demonize you. They will shift focus from their lie to the person who found out, and they will take you down. They will make things up about you. They don't care what they will have to do, but it will be a forgotten lie that they did because their extreme hatred of being embarrassed is like calling out war. So can they actually love you? Because having a relationship with someone and loving them Two different things. Because people can agree to have a relationship in some form or in some way and make it. But can a narcissist love you? Well, they are adept and very persuasive lovers and may have many, many encounters, yet they tend to remain single for the most part. But some narcissists, they lie and they may practice like that love bombing by overwhelming their prey with verbal and physical tentacles. They pull you in with them, like the Venus flytrap. Wow, you're great. Oh, my God, I can't believe you've done that. You'll only hear that in the beginning. God, I feel like I found my soulmate. I can't believe that it took me this long to find this kind of love. This love is special. And if you're a person who's looking for love, that sounds so good that you're going to jump in with both feet, arms, legs, and head. They tell you how beautiful you are, how nice you dress, what a great job you have. They buy you flowers or cook you great meals. They do everything. They are perfect. Never forget that a narcissistic mind does not show narcissistic traits until after the seventh time you have seen them. A lot of narcissists who meet someone and it's super special love will want to get married Right away, that week, two weeks, three weeks, right away. Because they know that they have a cliff that the other person jumps off of. So they try to commit them pretty early on to make sure that they don't leave. They act loyal. Everyone they've ever dated has hurt them. And they put you in a position of wanting to take care of them. And if you do and you accept the victimhood, they know they've got a live one. And you start to even take care of it and enable it, they know they've got a live one. And they will take care of you for the most part as long as they need you. Like let's say you're in public. And they're so nice to you in public because they want you to say good things about them in front of others because that helps them just feel better than everybody else. Like, look, my partner thinks I'm great. That grandiose sense of self-importance. Preoccupation with all these fantasies of being powerful and brilliant and beautiful and the idea of love on earth. And then when you get home it's like the lights went out. They just walk to the bedroom and fall asleep. And you're like, Wow, we had such a good night. Why are they ignoring me now? What just happened? They like to associate themselves with like high status jobs and people and institutions and groups and things. So they have a very distinctive script. They're the ones who think that they are different than everyone else, and they are, but they are not different from another narcissist. Ego, it has an old and tried and true script that they use, and every single one of them, and I, with no exceptions, Every single narcissist follows that script in some way. They are predictable. Before I knew what a narcissist was, I remember meeting someone going, oh, that's that opposite personality, which is what I used to call them. I I had no idea what to call them, but they spoke a certain language that I learned to identify could do that because I know how to do that they'll plug me in and I'll do my thing and then I'll have my time over here that they can't touch because that was my way of fighting back that I created space for myself within that relationship I started to associate that all relationships did that because they were the only relationships I knew I did not know I was bait To me, speaking my mind was like the biggest deal ever. Like, wow, I spoke my mind. Look at me. Yeah, look at me. (laughs) But I didn't know what I didn't know. I just didn't. But they don't have the patience to change the script because if they do, they have to rework an entire ecosystem of how they behave. And I have a soft spot for them because I I believe in love so strongly. Oh, their love is injured, but that we can break that wall. But they're working on a different operating system. And at times later on, they may look back and say, wow, that person did care about me. And that's what I hope for, that they feel that care. I can't believe the show's already over, but boy, this topic can go on forever. My time is up. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.